Well, good afternoon and thank you for joining me again for Business, The Law and You. Julian Campbell here and, of course, dreams may be ten a penny, but we're here to try and put your feet back on the ground with some of the good uh, facts and figures of Business and The Law. And we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is what to do when a colleague is annoying you. We often have those situations at work, don't we? And we'll be chatting with Christina, who's in Canberra this week, and we're going to be looking at the uh, Canberra Innovation Network. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell, who is a small business mentor, and we'll put our dreams into reality by starting a new business. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian. Good to have a chat with you today. You too. And, and uh, well, what should I think about if I want to start a new business? It might be a dream, but uh, we want to make it a reality. Absolutely. And the first thing I think people need to think about when they're planning or sowing those initial seeds of having a business is whether that business idea fits in with their personal goals. If you're um, into the laptop lifestyle of living in Bali and doing business on your laptop, but you really want to be at home and looking after family, those two goals don't line up. And so you're not going to make 100% effort in your business. But if your personal goals and your business goals are in alignment, it really gives you the impetus to make that business a real success. And what, yes, I, what sort of other things should I consider today? So once you've got your, your goals lined up, you need to look at the viability of your business idea. Is there really a market out there for the product or service that you're thinking of offering? And if there is, how do you go into that market with pricing and availability? Sadly, 60% of businesses fail in those first three years because they don't think about things like pricing and the cost it actually takes to run that business. Mm. So with, once you're up and running and you've, you've got that, okay, I'm going to make a go of this business idea, there are legal considerations to take into account as well. So how are you going to structure your business? Are you going to be a sole trader working for yourself? Are you going to go into partnership with one or more people or are you going to have a, a company structure? Each of those have got different benefits and pitfalls so it's really important that you have an understanding of that. And of course there are governmental regulations surrounding starting your own business as well. So uh, if you're not going to use your own personal name for your business, you need to register your business name with ASIC. And we always suggest that you think about domain names and social media names so that you can grab them with your business name as well. Mm. Uh, taxation is really important consideration and you'll also need to have an ABN and think about um, trademarking too. Is the business name that you're thinking about registering already uh, intellectual property of somebody else. Mm. So well, there's a lot to think about here uh, and you know, oft, oft, often people would think, where do I start? I believe there's a, a federal government program that may assist. Well, can you uh, outline some of those features of that program? Yes, there's a program called New Business Assistance with NICE. It's been going for 30 years and it's an absolutely fantastic program to help businesses get started with security and stability in their foundations. So they go through and learn all the startup information you need. So how to register a business, how to get an ABN, working with a tax office, 
understanding uh, council requirements and working out the operations of your business, how you're going to go about um, running your business, what's required by you, um, how you're going to market that. Also financial planning, which is so crucial to make sure that you've got enough capital in your business to make it viable and then putting all that into action. So uh, I was about to say, what would I learn on that training? But you've <laughs> outlined most of that. Um, I believe a business plan is one of the uh, criteria for that course. Yes, and it's really important to have one. It doesn't have to be really lengthy, but it does need to be a practical document that you can see how to run your business. And through the NICE course, we do that with a, a working document that takes you through those first two years and make sure that you've got a solid foundation for your business. And uh, what happens at the end of that uh, the training program? So after you've completed your business plan, and we do look for a viable business in your business, uh, we put you through a 12-month mentoring process. So in that first 12 months, you have one-on-one -on -one mentoring with a business advisor like myself who sits down with you and discusses any challenges that you may be experiencing and help you solve them. And also, most importantly, celebrate those successes and those wins that you've achieved. And uh, I believe that if uh, a person is already on some sort of um, support through uh, Centrelink, they, they can get some sort of providing through this plan as well. Yes, there is um, a payment through NICE, but the main qualification is the person needs to be looking for full-time business, um, full-time work and in our, our hunter area at the moment that can be a bit tricky to find and starting your own business is a viable option uh, so if you are looking for full-time work and if you are registered with Centrelink come and have a chat to a provider and see how NICE can help you start your own business. And uh, the, so the, the training program is actually a certified one isn't it? Certificate yes. three. Certificate three and certificate four in small business. And takes about, what, six weeks? Yes, yeah, six or seven weeks to go through the training. And we make sure that what you're learning isn't just um, knowledge that you do nothing with. We make sure that you know how to practically apply that to your business in the real world. So uh, is there, I suppose we've said a requirement, uh, it has to be a new business, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So if you're thinking about starting up a brand new business and you're looking for business support, training and mentoring, that's where we come in. So for our listeners who are interested or want to seek further, is there a website we can have a look at? Yes. The best way to go is newhunterbusiness.org and you'll find lots of information about support for small businesses. Right. Well, thanks very much for your time, Kimberly. We'll have a chat with you again another time. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kimberly Clay Campbell there with some fantastic information. As she says, the NICE program has been around for 30 years. Um, I actually did it 30 years ago, so I know how valuable it is. Um, and certainly, if you're thinking of starting a business, it's one of those fantastic steps that will help you not be one of those statistics that fail. Time to have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? And you're on the road again. I'm on the road again. We should play that song next week. <laughs> on the road again. Yeah. Don't start singing. 
No, I won't. I know. I, don't, <laughs> I worry about that every week when you ring me. Um, so we're on the way back from Canberra. We've had a, I'm travelling with uh, my Singularity U partner, Lisa Andrews from Ignite Alliance, and we've just had an amazing series of meetings with um, some organisations who are doing collaboration really well uh, in Canberra, one of those being the Canberra Innovation Network. And if you remember Sarah Pearson, who joined us in Newcastle for a little while ago mm. uh, at, at the university um, in the innovation school, was actually one of the key forces for starting the Canberra Innovation Network. Okay. They are an awesome collaborative um, organisation. And what it started me thinking um, was why, as businesses, don't we have more collaborative innovation experiences within organisations? So it really doesn't matter. You know, if you're an SME, there is a real potential to set up small collaborative innovation sections within your organisation to, to come up with solutions to particular problems. Bigger organisations tend to do this, like we've talked about the Google experience before, where, you know, they, they have their innovation challenges and they have innovation um, days, you know, the 80-20 world where they used to do the one day a week, everybody work on whatever it was that, that they wanted to work on. But why is it that smaller businesses, um, you know, 10 to 20 people don't have innovation sessions within their organisation mm. to come up with solutions to potential programs, um, you know, problems that arise in products, services, processes that they do. So this is something that I think um, it's a, a little, just a little outside of the normal conversation that we have, but it's something that organisations could set up within their own, um, within, oh. we're using their own people. Uh, and coming up with ideas. Just, just as a thought, is there any politicians part of that network in Canberra? Um, look, there are. I think it's like any political organisation. It is. It does get government funding, so the Canberra Innovation Network gets government funding, and there are certain government protocols that they have to abide by. But okay. they, um, as with anything, I mean, you know, there's protocols that small business need to abide by as well. Sure. Uh, but they they tend to be doing some amazing things. Um, with the assistance of or in spite of, whichever way you want to do, um, look at it, they're doing some pretty wonderful things, bringing people together. Um, you know, they've got accelerators, incubators, established businesses working out of the same space, so that works really well. So it's a way of encouraging your uh, innovation teams then, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, and I think that's what we need more in small business. You know, it's not only the, the domain of large businesses to be able to or to have the capacity to set up innovation teams, I think it would really benefit small businesses as well to do that. But I thought, uh, one, one thing I want to leave you with, because um, we always tend to run out of time. But no, we've got plenty uh, of time. Really, we've oh, okay, got, we got a few more minutes if you need it. Okay, well, I'll tell you about this product and then we might go back and talk a little bit more about collaboration. Mm. Um, but I was reading, reading some information about new products that are out on the market and I was reading about this product, InnoFlater. So as we're coming into the winter sports, sports season and we've got basketballs and netballs and football uh, being pumped up and some of them exploding, uh, there's a, a product called the Inoflator that puts the exact amount of PSI into um, the, the ball that you're blowing up uh, and whistles at you. When, you've reached, when it's reached capacity and it's reached optimum, uh, it whistles at you so that you stop pumping it. It just attaches to the normal pump system that you already have. So there's, you know, it's only the little adapter and it, and it takes it up to the correct PSI. So right. I thought that was something, it was invented, of course, through necessity by a coach, a basketball coach, um, who I think tended to get sick of blowing Balls up. basketballs. Yeah, and, and that, that left thing. But, you know, there's another thing. Out of necessity, 
a product is born, and I, you know, as we know, we've discussed many products over the over the last couple of years where that is definitely the case, where the most innovative products come from the from the smallest problem, um, or potentially actually that's a you know not the smallest problem come from a problem, uh, and somebody comes up with a solution because that's what they set out to do. Yeah, and of course, all businesses, small and large have a solution to people's problems. So, so really all we have to do is, is talk to our customers and find out what problems they need solving. Yeah, that's right. And it's amazing what a conversation um, can, can draw out of a customer. And you've said the crucial words, talk to the customer. It's not necessarily what we as internal to the organisation think the solution might be. The solution definitely will come through conversations with your customers, particularly identifying the problem. Yeah, all right. Well, you're breaking up a little bit now, so I think we might leave it there and we'll have a chat with you again next week. Okay, look forward to it, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Christina there with, uh, yeah, the importance of that innovation uh, network and it's always good to get together and discuss things in groups because brainstorming does create all sorts of fantastic solutions sometimes and... uh, it's uh, encouraging to see some of the little, little, little things like that uh, ball inflator just pops out. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. And just before I do the uh, Harvard Business Review tips, I, I came across a little booklet this week called The Little Black Book of Scams, which is published by the Australian Com- Competition and Consumer Commission, ACCC. And there's some fantastic information on scams in there, and I might use some of them over the course of the next few weeks but this particular one is the domain name scam and it's a ploy used by scammers where you are deceived into signing up for unsolicited internet domain registration very similar to your own you may also receive a fake renewal notice for your actual domain name and pay it without realising. I brought that one to attention because I actually received well, I received them regularly, but I received one this week that wanted me to pay about $250 for a domain name that I normally renew for two for $20. So uh, uh, the unfortunate thing is that people pay these bills. One of my clients recently paid it. And then when I came to them a few weeks later and said, you need to renew your domain name, he said, I've already done so, not realising that he'd paid that $250 instead of the real one. So just watch out for those domain name renewal scams. And our Harvard Business Review uh, tip for today is what to do when a colleague is annoying you. When you work closely with other people, tensions are bound to arise. Many of us bite our tongue in these situations, worrying that speaking up will harm the relationship. But letting something simmer often makes things worse. Instead, address the situation in a productive way. First, make sure that your intention is, not, is, more to, is to be more collaborative. Don't just launch into a spill. Say something like, Our working relationship is important to me and there's something on my mind. Can I talk to you about it? Then stick to the facts, describing one particular incident, how it made you feel and why it matters to you. Be sure to ask, what's your perspective on this? Pay attention to the answer, even if you disagree, and then decide how to improve the situation together. When both people have a hand in shaping the solution, the situation is more likely to improve. So that's an interesting point, isn't it? 
Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, starting a new business and uh, the new enterprise incentive scheme designed there from the government to uh, help us to uh, set up a business if we're looking for work and it's an alternative. We can uh, get more information from www.newhunterbusiness.org and we've looked at the uh, Canberra Innovation Network. In a moment, Sarah Farley-Adams will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina again and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Robert Louis Stevenson once said, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.